All right, welcome back to another episode of Seminole Sideline 365. I know it's been a week or so since our last video. You know, the old man is traveling, still overseas, lost in Europe somewhere, haven't heard from him. So hopefully he's scouting some uh, overseas defensive line talent because we may need it someday, uh, or maybe some defensive backs. He always likes a good, uh, or his specialty is uh, a kicker. So he may be finding a, uh, a Portuguese kicker or a German kicker. We don't know, but uh, he'll be back uh, the second week of May. We're excited to have him back. I was just in Mexico this past week. So if you can tell my forehead is burnt, seminal red, or, or you know, uh, that's why you may see this color in my face. You can see the poles behind me are red. Uh, everything is red in my face right now and in my area. So I apologize for that. But we got a uh, we got some breaking news kind of here that I thought was relevant. Since I'm back, I want to talk about it briefly. Um, is the recent portal uh, news. When I was gone, I didn't want to check my phone a lot. I wanted to kind of relax for a couple of days. But it was interesting the uh, the port people jumping the portal. Obviously, the news you know out of Colorado is that they have 50 people in the portal right now. So that's obviously a, a a situation Florida State does not have, but I think it's interesting that they got like 50 plus people in the portal, which is just more of a uh, culling of the roster to, to get uh, what he, uh, Dion Coach Prime, sees as non talented people or not his caliber people out of there, which you, you, we could debate about that all day. Uh, but more recently, Florida State's lost a couple of guys or had their guys' names entered in more recently um, or guys commit. And, and one of those names that committed today to Coach Prime uh, was Derek McClellan. I think this is one of those guys that um, is going to hurt more than more than others that have entered their names. I mean, you got you had a couple of guys last week, um, you know, Zane Herring, uh, you know, backup offensive linemen, guys who definitely aren't going to get playing time this year. And you definitely understand why those guys are leaving. But a guy like Derek McClendon um, is someone who what he started. I mean, we say start. Um, on that defensive line, you know, that defensive line does, does rotate guys. So starting, but uh, uh, Derek McClendon or, or D-Mac was a guy that, that played a good amount of time last year. And you could see he was a guy that had the potential to make another step, uh, take another step in his development this year. Right. He He's a big body guy, someone that you would have loved to keep around and further develop in the system. Um, uh, also have an experience on that line in case of injuries, but in the day and age uh, of the transfer portal, uh, you know, you can't do that. You you can't take players for granted anymore just because there are teams that need infusions of talent, teams that can offer uh, immediate playing time, right? And, and that's where you see it with Colorado. They've had 50 guys leave and 30 new guys commit, right? They've had, I, I think, 30 guys enter, uh, join them through the portal and 50 guys leave them via the portal, right? And so that's something Florida State can't offer right now is that they, they you know, they got their high, high value commits in, but that's part of it, right? They have to, they have to let go of guys as well. And also it's a, it's a culmination of Mike Norvell getting higher talent from the portal, from high school and developing it is that guys are going to have to compete more and more. There's a lot more depth on this team than there was with Dooley Taggart or the end of the Jimbo Fisher era. Guys are having, are, are starting to see that A, they're getting recruited over or B, they're getting, you know, out transfer, you know, they're getting transferred over, right? So it's whether or not there's high school spots, guys are developing out of high school and being recruited over that way. Or, you know, you guys, you got, you got guys like Brandon Fisk coming in, Jared Verse staying, uh, who was transferred now staying for two years. You know, you got, you got guys coming into those positions 
where there used to be one or two guys that were immediate starters, right? There was no one else that could take their position. They were kind of entrenched. Even if they weren't the best guy for the role, they were in, basically entrenched in that position for two or three years because there's there's no competition left. But now the talent floor has risen so high that guys have to now compete for those spots. And you're in this position where it's, it's actually a good problem to have, right? You're now at a level where – you know, you do, you're going to lose guys because you have so much talent at certain position groups, right? You could say that at running back, you lost Treshawn Ward because you have a mountain of talent at that role. And only so many guys can see the field at one time, right? And that's a role where you have to be able to shine if you want to play at the next level, right? You have to be able to get reps on the field if you want to get to the next level. Defensive line, right? That used to be sort of a liability for this team. Defensive end, used to, you know, uh, defensive line, especially, I would say, um, you know, Florida State's had some defensive ends go to the NFL, Brian Burns, most recently, um, and, and, you know, have a history of it. But you could have said defensive line was sort of a, a thin spot or wasn't as impactful. But then you bring in a guy like Daryl Jackson or, or defensive end lies uh, or tackle wise. You, you now have Fabian Lovett. You have Dennis Briggs. You have, you know, guys like Brandon Fist that you bring in from uh, uh, Wyoming. Daryl Jackson, you bring in, right? So you've brought in depth for that position. You may have thought it was a weakness last year, but they bring it, bring guys in, and now you now it's a strength, right? Especially depth-wise and, and experience-wise. But then that leads guys to say, okay, well, we got a lot, got a lot of guys on the defensive line, defensive end position. I've been in the system a, a little while now. Is it time for me to go and look at uh, other other places that I could start immediately or get the reps I need to showcase my talent at the next level and kind of bet on myself? And that's where Derek McClellan sees, oh, Colorado, they have plenty of open positions. They, they basically are you, – you can compete for the number one spot right away. Um, and then he goes and commits to Coach Prime just today uh, on on the 26th of April, this Wednesday, and which we're, we're coming to you now. And like I said, it's a um, it's a big loss, and it's something Derek McFarland. He's he he left the team prior to spring practice starting, so this is you knew this was coming for a while. He had visited South Carolina, Missouri, um, you know, uh, SEC programs. Um, but I think what it came and that tells you this wasn't coming down to I want to play at a bigger program. This is coming down to I need to show I need to be a number one guy, right? And this is a guy that, that showcased a little bit of that talent last year, right? He had five tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, started 12 out of 13 games, um, and, and showcased a little bit of that talent. But he was looking for starting team reps, being the number one guy on the field majority of the time. And he wasn't gonna, probably going to get that at most high-level SEC programs. He has to go to Colorado to get that. So for him, I think it's a it's a no-brainer decision, right? He can get out of Colorado. Colorado is most likely not going to be a great team but he can get starting team reps and get that film he wants to get for the next level. So I think it's a, a it's a good decision for him. Now for Florida State, I do think it, it is a minor loss. I'm not going to be mad at it because this guy wasn't a monster player at Florida State, but it does hurt your depth at the position, right? And it hurts your depth with a, a guy that had multiple years left with him, right? That's the only thing where I think it hurts you is that you're losing a player that isn't just a – one and done left type of player, right? This is a kid. Uh, I say kid, you know, these are, these are men at this point, but Derek McClellan who has multiple le years left um, on uh, ineligibility, right? If he chooses to stay or not. Right. And I think that's the only place it hurts you is that this is a guy that came in 
you know, via the high school route, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, this guy that came in, you know, through high school, developed, you know, developed in the system, and now you're losing him, and he still has multiple years, you know, multiple years that he could have spent at Florida State to further develop. And as these guys, these one-off, like the Brandon Fist, Fabian Lovitz graduate, all these guys graduate, he would have had his time to shine at Florida State as a Power Five, you know, starter. But now he goes to, you know, he's going to get that now immediately at Colorado. So it does stink that you do lose that that edge player right now. But it gives other guys on your roster, the younger guys, Byron Turner's, you know, Patrick Payton's, Dante, you know, Dante Anderson, guys like that. Now it's their time. It's their opportunity to step up, step up, right? There's a reason why those guys don't transfer because now it's their time to step up. And, and to take those reps that are now available to them, right? So that is the power that Mike Nordell has, is that he has now the transfer talent. He has the young talent, like Patrick Pitt. He has talent available. And so it's time, guys, time to shine. It just stinks that you lose a guy that does have experience in multiple years going to another program. But I don't think this is going to be a huge, huge loss for Florida State. And, and good for Derek McClellan. I think it's a good fit for him. Now looking at guys like Brandon Gant, once again, a more of a, uh, in my eyes, a guy that came on later in his career. He, he did some things for you last year. Uh, I, I wouldn't say a huge impactful player, but more your veteran players. The guy had, has multiple years of reps on the team, did a lot on special teams last year. He's looking at, he looked at uh, Colorado. I think he visited them this past weekend. If I'm reading the news, I'm catching up on all the news. Once again, he would probably be able to compete for a starting spot where at Florida State, he's definitely not in the starting rotation in terms of, uh, you know, the uh, linebacking role, right? He kind of got passed over a little bit last year um, and, and it just wasn't there for him. So I think Colorado could be a good role for him, but from what I'm hearing, I think he wants to stay in state, be closer to home. UCF looks like a good position for him. Uh, so I, I'm leaning more that he'll go that way. But once again, if he's looking to get on reps on tape and wanting to, wants to go to the next level, I think Colorado, if he's offered, may be a good starting spot for him. So we'll see about that. The last thing I want to touch on, and once again, losing Brandon Gantt stinks because I think he's a good leadership-type person, good experience, but I don't think it's a major impact on Florida State outside of special teams. The last thing is what is going on with Joshua Farmer. I came back to this. I flew in back home last night, heard about the news with uh, Joshua Farmer and what's going on there. Uh I don't know, um, you know, what, what what is going on with him and how that potentially impacts Daryl Jackson. So what I've been hearing is that Joshua Farmer, his name is in, his name is not in. You know, last night there was all the articles, Joshua Farmer is in there, his name is the portal. Then you wake up today and say, oh, well, his name is not technically in the portal yet. So his name is still on Florida State's roster. Uh, nothing's official yet. So it's a couple of things that goes into us. A, He's trying to leverage more money out of Battle's End and, and the uh, NIL team. Okay, fair enough. I absolutely 100% believe that, right? Uh, Joshua Farmer's a guy, uh, sort of like, I, I think he holds a lot more value than, say, uh, Derek McClellan did in terms of production and what he brings to Florida State once again. You know, this was a four-star guy that's developed through the system, through the high school ranks, into a Mike Norvell system, transformed his body, um, and it's, it, you know, got developed and he's ready for, he, you know, in his mind, he's ready for those starting team reps right now. And, and, and he's shown some, he's shown flashes that he is ready for the next step. Right. And he wants to take that, 
But we have to think in front of him, Fabian Lovett came back. Dennis Briggs is a senior, is is there in front of him or, or fighting with him on that. And you still got Brandon Fisk on the other side. Daryl Jackson's now, you know, and the thing with, you know, Joshua Farmer is that, you know, you brought his, one of his good friends and Daryl Jackson here so that they could play together. And, and, and so you're kind of, you know, helping him out saying, hey, you can play with your friend. You know, you still have, he's a, you know, Joshua Farmer is a, uh, a Richard sophomore, right? So this guy, once again, another guy that has multiple years of eligibility left. Why? Why do you want to go uh, go and leave right now, right? You 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 have time available to you. Come here and 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 develop. Your time will come next year. You'll have two plus years left, and you'll be able to to show off what you got. But then you you hear the rumors of, well, is it just for money? Does he just want to get more money, or? Is he looking to pull Derek McClellan and say, I need, I need starting reps now. I don't want to wait behind other guys, other seniors. I don't want to be a rotational piece. I want immediate playing time. And there are programs. They're not going to be top 10 programs. They're not going to be the SEC programs. They're going to be the Colorados who can say, hey, we have 50 open spots. We can, we can, we can potentially give you try out on uh, as a star uh, as a number one player or, or give you more reps in the floor they can give you hell i don't know how many colorado games will be on espn but i know with coach prime's first season there a lot of them are going to be on air as well so we can give you we may not be a bowl winning t- uh, a bowl game team but we can get you on we can get you game film that you may not get at florida state right and i'm sure i, I don't know the colorado nil situation so that's the thing I think Florida State maybe set up better with NIL. Their NIL set maybe a lot more structured than Colorado's is at the time with Battles End now, now stepping in. And I think he may be leveraging that. I, I think he knows that Florida State's losing some pieces on the line, that he's going to be the next guy up next year. And he may say, hey, I know I have a couple of options here, and let me call their bluff, right? They'll say either, to, they'll say either give me a raise or they'll let me walk. And, and you see this happen in business all the time, right? I can go to my boss metaphorically and say, hey, I know what performance I have, I've done. I know where I've where I've gone from, from you know, 0.0 tackles for loss and staff from last season to what I did last year and how I built on those things and what I potentially can do for your team in the coming years, right? So I want more money, right? I know what I bring. Or I can walk and go to Colorado and do it for them and, and – and be a starter, right? So it's this negotiation, and he can call their bluff and say, battles in. This is what I want. If you can't give it to me, then I'm happy to walk. And that's what the portals become. It's become a business negotiation, right, uh, of calling each other's out and saying what are they willing to meet and match, right? And so if he decides, if, if Joshua Farmer decides, hey, I'm, I'm going to enter my name, and I'm formally going to shop myself and, and move on, how does this affect Daryl Jackson, Right. The, the guy from Miami, the defensive lineman from Miami, because this could potentially move a couple of of dominoes, right? In in uh, on the defensive line, because if you lose, you know, McClendon, and then you lose, uh, and then you lose um, Joshua Farmer, it could lead to losing Daryl Jackson because Daryl Jackson, once again, what we heard was he wanted to come back closer to home be closer to his mother or, or medical situations in his family, be there for them. He also wanted to team back up with Joshua Farmer. Great. He needed a waiver because, remember, he transferred from Maryland to Miami, 
now leaving Miami to Florida State. He's going to need a transfer waiver to be able to play immediately and as part of that process. But if Joshua Farmer is no longer there and if medical situations have cleared up, I don't know. It sounds like what rumors are saying is that he may potentially leave and go somewhere else. Maybe follow Joshua Farmer to somewhere else. So you potentially could lose two defensive tackles on your line that have multiple years of eligibility, right? So you'd be left with, you'd be losing then the youngest players on your roster at the defensive line position. You'd be losing, and you'd be left with three or four guys that would be graduating next year. You'd be losing those guys next year, and you'd be losing the two guys behind them that would be eligible to start next year. That is concerning to me. If those, if these dominoes fall like that, that's when I start to get concerned. By themselves, just leaving this year and affecting this current season, if if you were to lose Daryl Jackson and Joshua Farmer, it hurts, but it won't doom your season. What I'm more concerned about how it affects the next couple of seasons, right? How it affects the depth and the depth of the coming seasons because you're going to have a lot of people graduate from this line next year from the defensive end. And how you replace them is by keeping what you currently have when developing those guys and allowing those guys and keep building through the high school level and the transfer portal. But if you lose two of your younger players that have multiple years of eligibility, then it starts to hurt you. And then you start have to scrambling to replace those guys and trying to find experienced guys and guys who can play immediately and back up. It gets harder and harder to backfill, right? So that's where I get concerned. Now, it, it, well, Daryl Jackson, I think Daryl Jackson has a much better chance to get his transfer waiver if he stays at Florida State. Because if he is, if he did transfer to be closer to home and, and help with family and stuff like that, then that's at Florida State. Now, if he goes and says, well, I'm, I'm going to put my name back in the waiver portal again, like twice within three months, and then I'm going to go portal to like Colorado or something. I'm not sure he's going to get immediate eligibility this year, right? I just don't know if the NCAA is going to play that game. We don't know if he'll get it this year, right? I just, but if he's really trying to play this season, and I do believe he will play significantly for Florida State this season because we do need interior help, and that's why they brought him in, right? Is to help on the interior. But if he if he really does want to play this season, not sit out and be close to the home, he will stay at Florida State. If he doesn't care about playing immediately then, yeah, we may see him leave if Joshua Farmer does leave as well. So I don't know how Joshua Farmer's going. I hope that he gets his money. He stays at Florida State because I do think that he can be a transformative piece. And remember what we saw with the Mims situation at Georgia. Mims was about to leave Georgia. And as Warren Chance said, he signed with, you know, he's committed to Florida State. And that was all a negotiation game, right? He, he was never leaving. He was never going to Florida State. As far as I know, you know, uh, he was never in the portal for really. It was just all a negotiation game, right? And he stayed there ever since, as far as I know. No, nothing ever happened. Never committed to Florida State. He got his money. He stayed, and he's good. This could be the same tactic, but now everything is just more publicized. You hear about everything, the rumor mill. There's so many FSU discords and, and Twitter things, and everyone's got the scoop, right? So I think that's kind of what's happening, right? I think it's probably a 50-50 chance with Farmer because Farmer definitely could get playing time at a school like Colorado immediately. But if he likes the Florida State's building, if he likes his development as a player and they can get him close to what he wants in terms of NIL, which I believe they can, then I don't see any reason why he would move, right? 
because I know he can see the playing time coming. He, he'll get playing time this season, but he'll get starting reps next season. Absolutely. So we'll stay tuned. We'll see what happens. What are your thoughts? Do you think D-Mac's a good fit at Colorado? Do you think Gantt will him or he'll stay at, or he'll go local to UCF or someone like that? And then what do you think happens with Farmer and with Daryl Jackson? Do you think they're a package deal? Do you think one of them stays, one of them goes? Do you think they both go or do you think they both stay? And do you think Florida State should be playing this negotiation game with recruits, you know, with players like this? You know, do you think Joshua Farmer is the caliber of player that Florida State should be trying to negotiate with? That's another whole conversation. So let me know in the comments of this video. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And we'll find out together what happens. And I'll drop a video if I find it interesting enough. But hopefully we can keep uh, those two guys because I think we'll need them this year. Awesome. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you in the comments.